Hi, I'm Kylie Chen. And I'm Alexa Jorgensen. And welcome back to 35,000 Feet. We're talking to Rostam today, who is a guide in Morocco and has built this like amazing little travel company of his own. And we kind of talk all about visiting Morocco, things you should know, his stories, and both Kylie and I have been multiple times. So it was so fun to get to talk to him and kind of hear about life there, culture, food, all the things. Yeah. And he's just such an inspiration. I've had the chance to work with him for se for several years now and um, just his stories, his background, his insights on Morocco as a country, advice to travelers is definitely, you don't want to miss out. So yeah, let's just jump right in. So maybe we'll just go ahead and have you start off telling us a little bit about you, your family, where you're from. My name is Rostam Badran. I am uh, from Fez. I was born here in the, uh, as you know, the city is divided into three different parts. I was born in the 9th century part. That's the uh, labyrinth. That's the place if you are not born there, you can't find your way. So, uh, and as you know, in my country, in, uh, in my city, I mean, Fez, so we don't have... Uh, I mean, the only source of economy is either handicrafts or tourism. So uh, I found my family working on tourism, so I followed them. I'm married. I have three kids, two girls, one boy. So. Uh, and your family is yeah. adorable. I must say that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> so tell us how, so your family kind of got you into the tourism industry? How did that happen? What did they do? How did you get into it yourself? When I was born, I found my dad uh, doing a tour guide in Fez. I have even, uh, I have even pictures of my, the day, the day I was born, he was working with a group and he invited them at home. So <laughs> I have this picture <laughs> these days. So let's, Let's say I was born doing this job, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yes. And also, as he used to do tours all around Morocco with big tour buses, he used to take me when I was a kid, especially if there is a school holiday. So let's say I loved his job, you know, been traveling, been in different hotels. So even, like, since I was a kid, I knew what a... I, 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 I'm what I'm going to do when I get older, you know, and that's what I did. This is how I, how I got, how I became a tour guide. And also, I don't like jobs uh, staying in one place. Mm -hmm. The reason why I prefer to do tours all around the country. And I did that for, let's say, almost 15 years until last year when I, I stopped, you know, doing tours. But... You know, not, not like many, many tours, but once in a while. Because, of course, you have to give some time to the family, being always away. You know, my wife can't do a bad job like being a, a mom and a, a dad at the same time. So that's why I decided to do less tours than, than I used to do before. Mm. You're such a good dad, Rostam. I know when uh, I had the <laughs> chance to visit you and your family and your wife, I was very impressed. Thank you so and much. I think you spent yeah. so many years as a guide, and um, I guess you're still involved in, in the tourism industry. You're just not doing of as course. much guiding anymore. And um, I, do, 
I do guiding, but only uh, like local guiding. Yes. But not, not tours. I may do one at uh, one or two tours, or maybe three the whole year now. But not. But b- before I was. This is what I was doing, one after another. You know, my agenda was <laughs> very fully busy. booked. You know, yes, <laughs> very busy. Yes. Well, that brings up a good point. Um, You know, it's pretty incredible. I know since since I've known you and and working with you, it's pretty incredible to see, one, how how many people are becoming aware of the beautiful things that are in Morocco and wanting to travel as tourists, and also just how well you've done, you know, not only guiding, but also focusing on growing your team and, you know, really kind of... Yeah. letting other people in Morocco be able to be guide, yeah. great guides like you were. So I'd love to hear kind of why do you think, like what what are some of the special things about Morocco that are, are drawing tourists? Why 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 are, why are okay. people coming? I know, but I want to hear from you. you. Know, well, so Morocco is a small country. It's exactly by the size of California. Even talking about number of people is about the same. I think uh, it's around the... Uh, 35, 36 million people. But when you visit Morocco, is you feel like you visit many countries. It's very diverse. This is the word, right? It's a place where you can see uh, like mountains, deserts, ocean. And uh, yeah, and for example, when you do the, the, the drive, for example, from Fez to the desert, you pass through a ski station and you end up in sand dunes. In, in other countries, maybe you need to fly to see between this one and this one, you know? Yeah, that's what makes the, the beauty of Morocco. And also, uh, if people really like, love history, it's a country full of history, you know? Talking about old cities like Fez, Marrakech, you know? So, like, in 2008, we celebrate the anniversary of 1,200 years of Fez. And that's something that really... Wow. Impressed uh, many people, you know. That's definitely something I noticed about Morocco is how you could just drive a little bit and it was so diverse. You were in the mountains and then you were in the desert and then... Yeah. Yeah, and then we went somewhere that was super, super stormy with lots of fog and it looked like we were in Switzerland and I was like, what is this country? It's so crazy, but so cool. Yes. Also, it's a country where you may see the four season in one day, you know? Yes, yes, I definitely, <laughs> definitely noticed that. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So did you, because your family was in tourism, did you grow up speaking English? Because you speak English so well. I can tell you that I'm fluent in French. My French is so good. Why? Because... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Parlez-vous français? I tell you. Uh, très, très bien. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have... Uh, many members of my family like aunts uncles living in france so when i was a kid and it's the summer holiday they all come to morocco mm. i used to play with their kids you know uh, in french using my french i was good uh, at school in french and also but why i didn't i preferred to learn english because the being a tour guide uh, french speaking the competition is very big not like english for example so that's why I, uh, and of course, my brother learned English first. My dad used to speak English. So, yeah. And here in Morocco, when you turn like 15 or 16 at school, you get to choose between three, uh, besides French, you choose between three, three other languages. You have German, 
English and Spanish. So you, you have to choose. So I choose English because my father uh, speaks English, my oldest brother too. And of course, now uh, I thank God that I learned English because, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you can work with many, many, many people, you know, if you speak English, like Americans, English speaking Canadians, Australians, New Zealand, British, even Germans and uh, people from Netherlands, they speak good English too. So yeah. you can be very busy. Not like people Spanish speaking. They work with the Spanish and some Latin, you know, yeah. or Italian, for example. You, you're going to work with the Italians only, you know. Okay. So, yeah. So this is why I, I like to learn English, you know. Well, I'm glad that you did as well because <laughs> we, we talk you. a lot, almost on a, a weekly basis, I would say. So I it's, it's incredible what, you know, I, I yes. only know one other language and that's Portuguese and it's not fluent at all. I could not lead tours in Portuguese, but it's impressive. It's really impressive. You speak, what... you speak Portuguese too? I do. I don't know oh, if I could goodness, lead a tour good. in Portu- Portuguese, so all well, the Brazilians sure. listening or Portuguese don't. So, so, so like <laughs> yeah. The tour yeah, in Brazil and uh, Morocco. And I think uh, another country in Africa, maybe. I don't know. I heard that, but I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, Mozambique, Angola. <laughs> there are a couple of Portuguese-speaking really? countries. Yeah. That yeah, actually yeah, yeah. brings up a good yeah. point as well. A lot of people, you know, who have maybe never been to Africa don't know, you know, all the countries yeah. in Africa. And, you know, um, yeah. there are countries like Tanzania and Kenya where people go for safaris. But also Morocco yeah. is in Africa, yeah. but it's so, so different. I guess what, yes. like, what, what, I'm trying to think how to ask this question. This is tricky. Like, yeah. What um, in Morocco, do you feel like it's more a part of the African continent or do you feel almost like it's more of a European country? I'm curious because I kind of feel like it's both, you know? It's kind of both. It's kind of both. You know, that's uh, like here in Morocco, we're, we're only 10 miles from Spain, you know? Yeah. That's and really close. Like I give you, uh, like for example, you remember... Uh, like uh, four years ago, when it was that problem of of Ebola, do you remember that mm-hmm. Ebola virus? Yeah. Yes, Ebola. Uh huh. Yeah, Ebola. Yes. People were booking with me, and they started canceling after they heard about Ebola in in Africa. And someone they they used to tell me, you know, we we gonna go to Spain instead. And I, <laughs> I, I was telling them, listen, we are ten miles from Spain. Of course, we are in an African country, you know, yeah. but we are, but they, but they, someone, they keep saying still, it's in Africa, we're going to cancel our tour. And many people canceled their tour at that time, I remember. Yeah. My, yeah. And it was in the, uh, the very busy season, which is September and October, you know that? Yeah. And it becomes the low season just because of this uh, virus. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, we are. Africa, but we are kind of uh, both, you know. I think that's what makes it so beautiful is, as you mentioned before, Rostam, Morocco is a place where you can come and experience so many different things. It is 10 miles from Spain. It is an Arabic-speaking yes. country. It feels almost yes. Middle Eastern, but it's located in, in you know, Africa. And I think that's yeah. one of the reasons that it's so special. It's just yeah. hard to explain unless you go. As a guide, I mean, you know so many things, obviously, about Morocco that people yes. don't know. And I think here in the U.S., we see so many, like, 
travel photos of very typical things yeah. in Morocco, like the markets or the leather tannery yeah. and, you yeah. know, the sand dunes. But what are some things that you would say are some, like, more unique things that most people don't visit, but they should? Like, you- like some, there are some people, they like, you know, the adventure. And I did few tours, like, off-roading, like people who love to see the uh, landscape, you know. There are some kind of tours where you add off-road, of course, you see really beautiful things that you can see if you come on a regular tour. And also, there are lots of activities to add now. Each time, each day, you know, there is something new. Like there's people, they come here. I mean, they can add cooking classes. They can do many activities, hiking in the mountains and snowboarding, snowboarding or sandboarding on there is a, a lot to see, you know? Yeah. To yeah. see and to do, and to do. <laughs> because some people, uh, for example, we have couples, like ladies are interested for shopping, men are not interested. So we may play, like, take a man playing golf in a golf course <laughs> and take the ladies to the market because we like to please everybody on the tour, you know? And there is a lot to do. So people uh, will love the, uh, the country, you know? I haven't done this yet, but is it possible to go snowboarding and sandboarding on the same day? Have you done that? On this? Yeah. Uh, well, Maybe. I mean, snow, <laughs> it's, not always, it's not always guaranteed. Definitely. That's pretty because impressive, not... though. Snow to sand. Yes. And also because of the, the worst climate change, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. But before it was possible, if you do a tour in uh, February, you can do both in one day. That's wow. pretty impressive. Yeah, that's, that's really Early fun. February, you can, yeah. or end of January, you can do, uh, yeah, snowboarding and sandboarding in one day. <laughs> I don't know how many countries can can can, can claim that. that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And and between the snowboarding and the the sandboarding, it's only three hours drive, or <laughs> let's say four hours. Not too shabby. Yes. What yeah. would you? I've. I mean, I think we've both been to Morocco a few times, and yeah. we've both seen how beautiful and amazing and like unique it is but i know when i tell a lot of people about my time in morocco they always one of the first questions they ask is like did you feel safe were you you know there's always safety questions what would you what would you tell to those people because i there was never a time when i felt unsafe so it's so interesting to me but i'm sure you have some good advice it's an interesting question because three years ago it was even worse when i used to meet people at the airport the first thing they say before I say, like, welcome, the answer is always all our friends think that we are crazy, like choosing coming to yeah. an Arab country or Muslim country. And th- that question used to hurt me very uh, bad because yeah. my business was going really down just because of this uh, idea, you know? And I used, I start at the end of the tour when I used to say goodbye to the people. I tell them, please tell the others, post reviews, tell them how safe Morocco is, you know? And they started, now it's getting much better. Very less people asking this question. The other thing also is many people before coming to Morocco, their image about Morocco, it's only desert. But they get surprised when they see how green Morocco is. And, you know, many people, they have this uh, idea, you know? Uh, yeah, and of course Morocco—it's a very safe country. 
And uh, I would say everyone here is a policeman. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people are very nice, very helpful, you know, and each one, everyone is a policeman. If something happens, you will see everybody helping, trying, you know, to do something, you know. I think that's that's a good point. That's one of the reasons that I I think I, I've never felt unsafe in Morocco as well. And I think it's been just been because the people there are so gracious and they're looking out for foreigners. They really are, you know, I think everyone in Morocco wants foreigners to continue to come. And so, you know, they do such a great job, not only taking care of you, but also making sh- like extra care that you're safe. Yes. And I tell yes. a lot of people that, cause I think particular women sometimes, you know, who travel alone um, to many yeah. countries, not just Morocco, but they're a yeah. little bit fearful of like, what is it going to be like? Am I going to be safe? And so that's one thing yeah. that I tell them, you know, it's always better to, to travel in a group, but you know, when you yeah. find a great local guide, um, you know, that yeah. who will take care of you, then you're, you're good. And so yeah. totally agree yeah. for everyone listening. Like Morocco is a place that um, I've never felt unsafe in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just something I want you to tell uh, people. I know it's not in your culture, but I will tell you how it works here. Yeah. Here in Morocco, for example, when somebody sees, uh, like, see a beautiful girl, he may say, "Oh, like you're beautiful" or something. But it's something nice. It's not something bad. But when it happens with American girls here, yeah, they feel very uncomfortable, and sometimes they feel like it's a sexual harassment. You know, it's just. I want you to explain somehow it's a compliment. Mm-hmm. You know, our our ladies, yeah. if they walk in the street and no one talks to them, they may come back to the mirror and look again at the mirror and see if there is something wrong on them oh. because they get... <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, this That's is sad. How, how... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly how it is. Yeah. And well... when I work, I worked with many of your tourists and I was explaining that, especially because I noticed that you bring a lot of girls is uh, you know uh, young age yeah yeah yes and it happens a lot with them yeah so i'm explaining the whole day like this is uh, this is in our culture and it's a compliment and it's something you know but someone still they're not uh, that comfortable well it's important to you know like learn things like that because for sure like if that happened here people would be like uh what's going on yeah no (laughs) but there it's like such a cultural thing that it's like so kind to share that yeah i think that's a really good point rostam and you know so i think when one lesson there is and, and we try to do this anytime we send travelers out but i think anybody that's traveling it's really important to um, yeah. read up and maybe, you know, talk to people who have been there to really feel prepared, not only maybe in yeah. what you're packing or, you know, a lot yeah. of people focus on that, but I think more so you need to focus on maybe what are some of the cultural differences. So I'm curious, you hit on yeah. one big one there, you know, kind of the way that men and women, you could say interact, it's different. Um, it's more of yeah. a compliment, you know, when, when people stop you and talk to you, I've, that's happened to me yeah. before. Yeah. Um, yeah. but what, maybe what are some other things that, People coming, let's say particularly foreigners, maybe from the United States, from Europe, yeah. don't wouldn't really think about. Like, uh, like you, 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 like you want me a few advices, you know? Yeah, yeah. about traveling. Yeah, okay, just some so, things that would be helpful to know before going so to Morocco. So I, I meet people at the airport, you know, I give them few advices to follow. You know, like uh, first thing I say, listen here, people, drivers, they don't really respect the crosswalk here. So if you are taking the crosswalk, don't think that they're gonna stop for you because you will be at the hospital. That's not <laughs> for sure. That's my first advice to them. 
Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. So this, yes. The second advice is, I say, we're going to do like tours. We're going to be in some places that are crowded. Yeah. Crowded places, it's a place where it could be a pickpocket. Okay. So like, for example, when I am in Marrakech, someone's they like to take a walk at the square, you know, yep. like they see like a storyteller and many curious to know what's going on there. But that's the place where they may lose their wallet, you know? Yeah. The other thing is uh, Moroccans are very nice people, very sweet, very generous, you know, but but also if you ignore some people that you don't know, it's even better. Like if you are walking and people, they, they should not even know what language you speak because sometimes uh, too friendly, it's not good. You may meet with the wrong people, you know? I think that can happen anywhere. Uh, yeah. Just making sure yeah, that you that can, uh, don't talk to strangers. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yes. Yes. Late at night, in some places, it's not good. Some people, you know, they are like, they want to look, they want to go to nightclubs. The only place I recommend is when they are in Marrakech, there are some good places. Otherwise, even if I want to go with my wife, I take her to Marrakech to uh, two or three good ones. That's it in the whole country. But the rest of Morocco, it's a place where you may have a bad experience, you know. So don't go to the nightclubs unless you're in Marrakech. Got it. Unless you're in advice. Marrakech, there are enough <laughs> places. I give you three or four addresses, you know, Definitely. because many people, they like to do it. Yeah. Definitely. Other things that uh, like the hammam, it's something that people should try in Morocco. And people are very happy after they try that yeah. hammam. Real quick, Rastam, can you explain yes. what a hammam is? Yes. I think a lot of people listening won't know what, what a hammam is. Yeah. I, I, I'll start a little bit the, bigger. Now, the, 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 word, the real word hammam. So, like where I was born in Fez, in every area, there are five important elements. First is the fountain, because this is how people used to get drinkable water. Mm-hmm. Second, it's kind of Quranic school for kids aged three to five. And because they used to learn Quran before going to the regular school. And number three will be like uh, a mosque because now Muslims, they go to pray five times a day and there is a mosque in every area. And number four will be the oven because Moroccan ladies, they make bread at home and they they, they take it to the, uh, to the oven to be baked. And number five will be the community hammam. Hammam is a steam bath. Normally, when you go inside, there are three different levels, okay? So first level, it's it's uh, cool, a little bit. The one in the middle is medium, but the, 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 the third place, it's like a sauna. So when we go to a hammam, we go directly to the sauna and stay for a while, do the scrubbing in the one in the middle. But after you do this too, you get tired, you finish like shampoo and, and soap. So at the first place, much cooler than you finish your, your, but now hammams that we recommend here, they are kind of like spa in your country. It's yeah. kind of something in, in between because really the very traditional one, it's, I, we don't really recommend now. We go to <laughs> ones that are in between now because it's a place where you may get sick now yeah. because uh, you, you may find some people with skin problems or, you know, so it's not something that we really recommend. We, get, we recommend someone's yeah. like in between hammam and spa. So Definitely. And I think yes. a hammam, for, for people that don't know that word, we also refer to it in the United States or in English as a Turkish bathhouse. 
But I think, Rastam, you're exactly yeah. right. There's local style, which are great for locals, but maybe not yeah. the best for foreigners. But there are ones that locals recommend. You know, you recommend Rastam that are really great experiences oh gosh, to experience. So yeah. And they're awesome. Yeah, like sign yeah. me up for those once a week. <laughs> yeah. Bring them. We need one of those in the United States. Can you can you deliver oh. one, Rastam? <laughs> well, I have a friend. He said he's working in one. But I don't really? know where exactly. He's living in the U.S., yes. Wow, get us a contact. Know, it's, a, yeah. it's a real hammam or a spa. I don't know. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Super yes. cool. That's really fun. Yeah. Um, quick so, question. Yes. I'm curious. I've been to yeah. Morocco with a guide, and I've also been to Morocco without a guide. And it's definitely like the markets are very easy to get lost if you don't have a guide, but I've done it. Of course. <laughs> You've been but, lost. But what would you... No, I, I tell you something. I tell you something. Yes. Please. It's, you recommend people taking a guide. You know why? Tell us. A guide, it's not only to show you around or to explain for you. You are more protected with a guide. Because yeah. imagine when you are walking by yourself and it will be a lot of hustlers, you know? Someone's yeah. trying to show you around, other wants to sell you things. Yeah. So, you know, you get bothered, you're not enjoying and you're going to have a bit mm -hmm. image about the city or the country. True. So that's why we recommend going with a guide. That's interesting. And of course, a good guide. <laughs> I agree. I agree, and it's yes. interesting. I'm curious yes. your your experience, Alexa. But I think of yeah. all the all the people that have told me things actually about like you know there being hustlers in Morocco or you know this person wasn't as nice to me. All of those people that I've normally talked yeah. to have been there without a guide. Without so a guide. I totally yes. yeah agree. If you have, it's always better when you're with locals. Not only are you yeah. usually having a more you know in depth experience, but you're also yeah. you know safe safer in a sense so if yeah. you're concerned about safety definitely yeah, yeah. like for example like, let's say chef Shawan. chef Shawan, yeah they, they are they are it's a beautiful town okay and it's uh, two kind of tourists who goes there people who goes to see the beauty of the town and others who goes for the drugs okay so when when they see people without a guide especially if they are young so the people there or the drug dealers there, they think that they are there for the drugs. And that makes the, sense. And, yes, yes. But when you are with a guide, yeah. first no one will get closer to you. Yeah, you And protected. you know, when you are dealing with drug dealers, they can do anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's why uh, being with the guides in some places, it's really important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And Chef Shawan is, for those of you who don't know, the, the blue city, the, the very picturesque the blue, blue city. city. You probably yes. see all over Instagram. So it's a must-see when you visit Morocco. Yes. So, yeah, definitely go with a guide. That's that's good advice, Rastam. I remember yes. I remember actually yeah. uh, having a, a few people try to come up, and I, 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 I think they were offering drugs, but our guide quickly. I think you were with us, yeah. Rastam. You just kind of go yes. away. Yes. So thank you for that. I appreciate that help. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to ask, this is one of my favorite questions to ask before we get yes. into some fun yes. questions we want to ask you, Rastam, but, um, yeah. I love Morocco for many reasons, but I, I'm a foodie and I think that Morocco has some of the most unique and interesting food. And a lot of people have never experienced it because there aren't a lot of Moroccan restaurants outside of Morocco. I'm curious what some of your favorite Moroccan dishes are and what you would recommend like people to try when they go. Well, uh, when I used to do tours, I, uh, you, you know, each town, it has like each special uh, speciality, you know. 
like for example talking about the pastilla it's pastilla. a fast thing you know it's one yeah. of my favorites yes i mean I, and this is like the source of the pastilla it's, it's the source is from fast so this is the place where you can go the, uh, like uh, eat good pastilla talking about tagines and you know this is in berber places Desserts, you know, they do good tagines, and you may take the, the same, let, let's say, tagine with chicken. You may order the same in a different town, and it's gonna taste different because each 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 village are using different spices, different flavors. You know, it tastes uh, different and maybe better. Yeah. You know, so uh, I used to recommend like when I used to go on tours, I say, we are here, you should try this, you know? Yes. Like, for example, you go to the desert, there is something called Medfuna, which is the Berber pizza. This yeah. is something you don't find elsewhere, only in Erfurt, you know, or Risani. Risani, that's the, the town which is known for. I said, okay, they say, like, for example, what do you recommend? I said, listen, we are in this place, it's known by this food. If you want to try, okay, if you are curious to try and many people they said yes because that's the only place where we will find it and you're gonna miss it if you don't do it here and many people One they shot. follow my advice yes <laughs> and of course i don't take them to the very re the, the real one because that can be like strong for some people if they have like stomach issues but there is a cafe in there in our food called cafe dunes they do one in between that's <laughs> that's that's tourists can try and without any problem you know yeah so that's something uh, yeah it's better like talking about the food is to try like the speciality of each town it's food yeah like mm -hmm. for example the famous soup bizarre it's the one with fava beans and we add olive oil yeah. in it you tried mm -hmm. that Kyle? Yes, you're making me really it, it, want Moroccan food. I haven't had lunch yet, so I'm like, mm, <laughs> I need, I need so, some Moroccan food. <laughs> yes, so th this is something like you find in North, like the, the, the Blue Town, Tangier. Yeah. You know, you can find it in Fez too, and we tried it in Fez, but like I said, this is what this city is known for, you know, and people love it in this place, you know. Maybe I add this at the end of the tour, and they said this is what the... What, what this is the food that the city is known for and people of course they are curious to try this uh, yeah yeah that's what i do that's awesome i think also the, yeah. the the incredible thing about the food and the dining experiences in morocco is it's not just about the food but often it's about yeah. the people that you're with i know a lot of the best restaurants that yeah. i've been to many of them with you yeah. rostam have been yeah. you know locally owned and just really cool to not only yeah. taste the food but see how it's prepared and also like meet the people yeah. who are creating yeah. it and i think that's such a special no, thing I, that no, you don't I, get everywhere I tell you something something kylie yes. now i work a lot with the tour company it's they are new but they are getting big i, yes. I work for them for two hours late in the afternoon and i take people for what we call food tasting tour yeah and I'm getting better on this, uh, and people love it so much, you know? Sign me up. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> yeah. down for a food tour. Yeah, if, for example, if you want, like the day when do, do, we do cooking classes, yeah. like we give an option to our guests, like if you want to do the hammam in this afternoon, okay, if you want to go on the food tasting tour, we can go this. And this, this uh, something will be extra. Of course, they pay for the, the hammam themselves, and if they want to pay for the food tasting tour, which is not a lot, 
they, they can many, add that if, in. Yeah, yeah, they can add. Yes. I think that's a great thing about, you know, yes. Morocco and about going with, you know, a guided experience yeah. is you can kind of, you have something yeah. planned for you, but there's a lot of other things you can add in. I love that idea. Yes. Yeah. We should definitely yes. do that. So. Yeah. And uh, yeah, those uh, ideas and those options, yeah. then you know what people like, really. Exactly. So when I t- tell, told you that in one day in Marrakesh, I take the lady to the market to do their sh- shopping and they take her husband to the golf course to play <laughs> golf. At the end of the day, both of them are very happy because yeah. each one did what he likes, you know? Yeah. But if you it's take important. her husband with her, waiting for hours, he's not enjoying anymore. So maybe he will think that it's not like a good idea of coming to Morocco with her, you know? <laughs> Too much shopping. <laughs> because it, like, yeah, some people think like that, especially yeah. men. But like, uh, women are different, you know? <laughs> Even they if they don't see anything and they spend the whole day shopping, they say, oh, that was a wonderful day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty. I've done that. True. I can I mean, shop yeah. for poofs all day. Well, in a place, in a <laughs> yeah. place like Morocco, I mean, I, I'm curious your thoughts on this, Alexa, but I would argue that Morocco is one of the best I'm not, a, I'm not a huge shopper, putting that preface out there, but it is one of the best shopping destinations. There are lanterns rugs like if you're an interior designer or like i'm obsessed with all the rugs it's amazing so that's another thing that i think people don't realize until they go to morocco so um it's incredible and i love the flexibility of 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 the people in morocco i think rasam you hit on that is you the kind of the culture is you know you kind of yeah you know whatever you want we can do yeah we'll make it work for you like yeah i got a rug in morocco uh, like uh, sorry sometimes Mm -hmm. even if you don't buy you learn a lot. Yeah, like yes. you remember our friend Abdul uh, the car the carpet. He, he's like giving a lecture for him. You know a lot about the country. You love. Uh, yeah. You learn about Berbers, about uh, mm-hmm. you know a lot of things. Even if you don't buy, it's like a lecture that, <laughs> which is very interesting. Like you know. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And and yeah, you meet this guy, and of course there are many of them, but of course we know all of them. So we take you to the one where, where you will learn a lot and, you know, with the, with the, somebody who is not pushy, somebody who is not, uh, because sometimes if some salesmen can be very pushy and yeah. they may, they can, may, they may ruin your day, you know, Yeah. but we know what we are, who we are dealing with. So we don't take people to this kind of people, you know? <laughs> So the moral of the story is no Rostam. Yeah. And you're good. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Well, I think we would love to, we've learned so much about Morocco. Um, this has been so incredible. I mean, we've both been yeah. there many times and I feel like I've learned new things, which is yeah. always awesome. But I have, yes. I have some, um, I, I always like to kind of end off our, um, kind of conversations with some fun questions yeah maybe related to morocco maybe related to you and i'm actually going to kick us off here with one that i thought was really interesting and then alexa i'll let you take it over um so i'm just going to ask you a question rasta yes. a couple questions yes. that we actually get from travelers and i yes i'm going to have you respond to them some of them are kind of crazy but okay yeah, so okay. The, the first one is i've been asked can we wear sandals in morocco Okay, I will tell you something. Morocco, <laughs> you, you've you been here. Uh, problem of the dress, you dress whatever you want, okay? Yes. Even in, in mosques, no problem. 
uh, like you can visit Moscow, of course, yeah. but the mosque in Casablanca, it's a place that you can because there is a special time for the tourists, as long as just for women to cover their shoulders and men to not be in shorts. That's it. But the rest of the country, yeah. it's fine. Because even uh, there are some people that, that there are things that are accepted from tourists, but not from like Moroccan girls or boys. I give you an example. Like if they see like a tourist with a short mini skirt, it's okay. But if they see a Moroccan girl with, you know, they may look at her and say she should be dressed because they know the difference. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to be honest, uh, with Americans, we don't have this problem of dress. Hmm. Because even when they come here, Americans, they dress uh, like uh, very, uh, uh, how we say? Res respectful. Res respectful, yes. Yeah. It happens yeah. with like like, like the, the, the Spanish girls, Italian girls, Latin Americans, you know? <laughs> like it was a day when I, I, I told a girl, I can't... <laughs> Uh, it was a day I was with the family, and I told her that please tell your daughter to be covered nicely tomorrow. Be why? Because it was Ramadan, yeah. okay? It was a Friday, and it was we were in the desert where people are very conservative, and you know how they dress in the desert. Yeah. Ladies yeah. dress the burqa and everything. And she was wearing almost nothing. And I told her please tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, I talked to her that because I couldn't talk to her directly. Yeah. And if she didn't want to dress like respectful, tell her to stay at because this is not the right day to be dressed by this way. Yeah. And uh, the, her father understood, you know, and they told him when we get to Marrakesh, tell her to dress whatever she wants. Because like this drive here from the desert to this place, people are very conservative. And, yeah. Yeah. and it was Ramadan, which is like even yeah. more. Yeah. So. The dress is not a problem in this country. Another advice, Kylie, that I give to many people, yes. which is very important. Let's hear it. It's about it's about ATM machine, okay? So people tell them to use ATM machine when the bank is open. I mean, like in ordinary days, from Monday to Friday. But imagine if you use the ATM machine Friday afternoon and there is a problem with the, the, the uh, ATM, you're going to lose your card, you won't get it back until Monday. This can ruin the whole tour, okay? <laughs> Especially if, yeah, it happens sometimes with my clients and they were traveling with one card. Yeah, that's tricky. That's good yeah, advice, had, though. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because the, the, um, uh, technically yeah. the whole... The, 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 so Friday afternoon, after 4 the, and the Saturday and Sunday, the, the bank is not open and you have to be. So if you have a tour, you are on a tour, you have to wait or to cancel that night just to get your card back Monday morning, you know? So this is very important even if you add it to the website and uh, because it happens many times, you know? Yes. And that's why I think it's so great to have you kind of talking through these things because many people who are have are planning on going to Morocco don't know these things. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, Friday is a holy day in, um, you know, uh, most no, Islamic no, countries. Friday, Friday the, the, the bank is open. But they may finish early, like after They retire afternoon. early. Got yes. It. And Saturday and Sunday is the weekend. So imagine three days without a card, especially for the one. And it's a good advice to tell them to travel with 
Or don't cards. Cards, you know? Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people don't yeah. know how to handle the money situation when they travel. That might be another really interesting uh, podcast course, we can yes. do. But yeah, yes. um, I think, yeah. I guess moral is take out your money on a Thursday, not a Friday. Give yourself yeah. some time. I like yes. that. <laughs> cool. Well, no, it's just when, just tell them when the bank is open. How about if, for example, they use the ATM on a, on a, a Thursday, okay? Uh-huh. And by accident or coincidence, Friday is a national holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to last. Uh, so the, the people, they should know why. Okay? So Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Use the ATM when the, when the bank is open. And um, probably one of the only ways you'll know that is if you're with a local. So I guess yeah. another reason we, to If there's sure. a problem with the ATM, they go inside and they get their card back. And they have to show their passports, you know, and they get their card back. That's it. That's all what they need to do. Awesome. Yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah. Um, you yes. said that now you aren't quite as busy being a guide. So I'm curious what your future plans are with your family, with tourism, with Morocco. Like, what are your what are your future plans? Well, I tell you, before I used to to go myself on tours. Okay, now, now, I have a team working for me. People that I know, they are I can rely on them. You know, they do the same job that i do and my future is to this seem to be bigger and bigger that's it that's a life lesson for everyone alexa and i were just talking about this right the more you can involve other people the more you can all grow in your dreams together it's really really impressive i'm so excited to see what you do imagine something that make me like uh, in my job that i used to do and i still do for example i don't have like a friend in this business I use the guy that I, I know he's going to do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like for example, I have a, a, like an oldest brother and a younger brother. The oldest brother, Shakib, you know him. He's good. Shakib, yeah. The youngest, yes. The youngest, he's not working in tourism, but he said, how about if I buy a car you, with a license yeah, and they start doing tours? I told him, don't rely on me because I'm not going to give you my client. I give my time to a professional, okay? Even if you're my brother. That's, I mean, that's proof that I don't have a friend or family in this. I use people that I trust. Part of being that's a good it. businessman is making those kind yes. of decisions. Definitely. Yes, yes. Definitely. And he, he, he did not buy the car when I told him this. He was upset in the beginning, but he understood <laughs> later, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a couple of questions for you um, yeah. just yes. as we finish off we here, fin- Rostam. You've, yes. You have expen- extensive travel experience in Morocco, and I know you've been a yes. couple other places as well, but what is what are a couple places on your bucket list? If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Where, where I go? Yes. Well, I have, uh, I have uh, places on my bucket list. Like, I want to go to Thailand. Mm. I want to go on a safari. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh... Well, well, U.S. was on my bucket list because I used to work with many people from uh, yeah. from uh, United States, and uh, I did this trip, you know, and uh, we ended up having my, our daughter in United States. That's something we didn't plan to. So I have a little American like you, Asilo. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my my little daughter was born in uh, in U.S. Man, I can't imagine how stressful and crazy that would have been to, you know, oh my gosh. Yes. To, because, to go uh, through that in another country. We were, Can you we imagine? Were not, we were not planning for that. And 
that's what we did and it was really an adventure <laughs> uh, we made it you know <laughs> you made it <laughs> yes oh that's incredible um yes well, it's always fun for me to hear what other people's kind of dreams are as far as travel, because I think a lot of particular guides, you know, or people in a tourism in the tourism industry in a specific country, we think about, yeah. you know, everything with that within that country. But it's it's fun to hear, you know, that you want to go to Thailand and the U.S. and go on a safari. Those are all great things, and I know you'll do them. So super cool. Yes. Um, yeah. Any other interesting questions, Alexa, that you want to ask? I think I'm good. I just wanted to hear all the hopes yeah. and dreams. <laughs> thank you so much, Rostam. Yeah, thank you. This was You're so welcome. You're like, welcome. insightful. And I think, I don't know, the more you can hear about a country and understand their culture, like the better experience yeah. you're going to have. So I think it's so good to hear about all these places and not just not just see photos because it's, of course, beautiful, but it's good to hear the information as well. Yeah. Of course, yes. And, uh, you know, uh, any question that you have, I I have an answer for it because I know how, how things work here in this country, you know? We've loved all the stories that you've shared today. And once again, yes. just thank you. And this has been so, so great. And I, I can't wait thank for you. more people to visit Morocco. So yes. we're, we're yes. excited. Thanks, Rostam. Yes, thank you so You're much for welcome. all your stories. Awesome. You're very welcome.